Hi, my name is Taylor, and this is the worst thing I've ever seen. Woo! Yeah, Emily. Thank you. Um, Emily, how are you doing? I'm you I'm good? not too bad, yeah. Life's That's fine. That's good. Um, well, it's about to get just a little more Queensland. <laughs> <laughs> because my guest this week is Blaze, just another Queensland gal trying to make her way in the big city. <laughs> yes, hey, hello. I, I did wear sandals here on a winter day, so. Yeah, this yeah. is true. It's very relatable. <laughs> um, so we worked together and we also went to the same uni, but we didn't work that out until we'd already known each other for about six months. Yeah, this I is think. true. <laughs> And, yeah, at VCA, you study stage management. What is that? Why don't you tell us a um, bit about Yeah, it? I do. Um, it's it's kind of, well, it's production. Um, yeah. But it's, like, facilitating and managing, like, any live, mostly theatre, but, like, live events and stuff as well. So yeah. I work, like, across theatre, music theatre, dance, and then events and stuff. So nice. it's, like, the, you know, the person behind the scenes. The in, person that runs the show but yeah. is not in the show yeah sure. exactly yeah. like the people running around in black so that they can't be seen getting <laughs> things done that no one knows about okay yeah that's good i just thought we should run through that first because i figured people might like not know what that is yeah it's i really think common. it's really interesting me too <laughs> okay so the first thing we have to do that we do to um mm-hmm. everyone is we're just going to run through a few rapid fire questions so Ooh. we can get to know you a bit better hit me um, okay, so what's the first album, like CD or whatever, that you ever owned? Ooh. Oh, okay. Um, Colby Calais Coco. Um, oh, okay. Like, yeah, wow. really, really weird um, first album to have. Buddy. That makes me feel so old. I know. It makes me feel <laughs> <old>. <laughs> I went into a sanity um, yes. in nice. Queen Street Mall. Nice. Uh, <laughs> and I, I liked her song Bubbly because I watched it on Rage yeah. on a Saturday morning, oh, and I was like, Dad, classic. please, I want a CD. <laughs> and then, yeah. and then nice. he was like, Sure. So yeah, that's that was my first. Oh, that's fun. Album. Emily, what was yours? Just out of I it was a tape cassette because I'm clearly sure. Um, I'm getting older. Um, and it was this is really embarrassing. Live and Let Die, the Paul McCartney version. <laughs> I love that song though. It's a tune, but yeah. why? Why was I why purchasing was it, yours it at eight? In, um, 1999. <laughs> exactly. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, I'm not sure which one I had first. Mine was either. Seven, which I think is the second S Club Seven album. Sure, sure. <laughs> or, uh, um, seminal classic. Yeah, or um, it's got Reach. Mm-hmm. Got to be the natural. Oh, natural. Two in a million. <laughs> Two in a million. <laughs> That's a deep cut. Yeah. That's a deep cut. It was either that or. Britney Spears, Oops, I Need It Again. Yes. I can't remember which came first. That was the the next one that I got after Colby Calais. So nice. I went straight from like some nice, chill <laughs> yeah. acoustic guitar vibes to just absolute Britney classic. Quality. It just started yeah. so... Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right at the start, yes. So, fun fact, I lived in Korea for three years and, like, karaoke is, like, a really big thing over there and, like, it was, you know... 10, 15 years ago when I was there. Mm. Um, and that was like my repeat karaoke song. It was uh, one of the only ones that my dad like allowed me to sing because <laughs> oh, other things so are just wildly inappropriate. That's where my Britney phase came nice. from. Nice. Oh, beautiful. Mine never ended. <laughs> um, here's one slightly related to that. What's the lamest song that you love? Oh, really just want to say... Um, all Star by Smash Mouth, but that's just, it's not lame anymore. It's <laughs> I think it's like come around now. It's like it's a cult like, classic, yeah. and I feel so weird about yeah. it because I definitely yeah. had it on my iPod Nano. Yeah. <laughs> you, might, you might have a good one for this. Who should we be following on Instagram mm. if we're not already? Besides yourself, like, or not even on Instagram, on like 
Twitter, YouTube, is there someone that you really love that we should be we should be checking out if we haven't already? Oh, I mean, Len Manuel Miranda is like a classic Twitter account that if you don't yeah. need to follow, like yeah. you need to. Everybody sure. in the entire world deserves to wake up to good morning tweets from an absolute oh, legend. Sure. Um, but otherwise, this is like a left field one. Um, there's a an Instagram account. Um, for Bethany Myers, who is, like, a yoga instructor slash, like, polyamorous advocate who is with um, Nico Tortorella. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and if you know who Nico Tortorella is, like, you and you don't love him, um, unfollow me. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like, they're, all of her posts are amazing, and she has this sick line tattoo from, like, the tip of her wrist all the way down one side of her body to her oh. ankle. And that's, like, pretty cool. But she talks about some, like, really important stuff. And there's been a couple of articles about um, the two of their relationship as well recently, which are interesting. And Nico has an amazing podcast himself, which is cool. So, yeah. Nice. Very different cool. to um, Lin-Manuel, but, you know. But equally, everyone yeah. still. And the thing I love about Lin-Manuel Miranda is he takes an insane amount of BuzzFeed quizzes. Yes. Which for us, relatable. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know if you know this. I, I mean, I link them in the work facebook chat that we have sometimes yeah buzzfeed quizzes are like my astrology yeah <laughs> to like work out what's going on in life yeah like yeah should i travel next <laughs> what kind of biscuit am i i get to all these ones that like pick these things and we'll tell you if your crush likes you back and i'm like must yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us what kind of pizza you like to find out what socks you should be wearing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, that's basically how I choose to live my life. Nice. So. Yeah. Okay, so one more. I'm hoping you'll have a good answer for this one. What's the best Cards Against Humanity card? Oh, hot cheese. <laughs> Besides the obvious, hot cheese, which is a personal, you know. Yeah, look, I'm just going to put it out have. there that um, if you have an accent, it sounds remarkably like hot jizz. And, and, you know, hearing your boss utter the words hot jizz is possibly the most uncomfortable situation I've ever been in. And the only thing that's even funnier is that when he places the card down and you realise he was saying hot, hot cheese, cheese, not hot jizz. Yeah, and, and now every time I take toasted sandwiches out of the oven, I fear the hot oh, cheese. I have, I have, I have <laughs> a bit of a giggle when yeah. some cheese drops off the sandwich. Okay, so without further ado, I think we need to get into this. Um, I'll throw over to you as the guest. Um, what's this week's movie and why is it the worst thing you've ever seen? Okay, so this week's movie is The Cobbler, starring Adam Sandler. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just it's just not good. It's it's past <laughs> his prime in so many ways. Sure. Yeah. Um, oh, quick question then. Genuinely curious. Did you find Adam Sandler funny when you were a kid? When I was a kid, I did because my I'm saying. yeah, like my dad had um, like a soft spot for Adam Sandler movies, and to be honest, like his taste in movies is kind of like trashy comedy. Um, Same. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So (laughs) Billy Madison was funny to me and so was um, the one about golf. Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore. Fifty First Dates was like one of my mum's favourite movies as well. It it was like a guilty pleasure thing Love the Wedding Singer. Wedding Singer. No, I wasn't a fan of that. Oh. No. That's not a stereotypical like Adam Sandler movie though. True. No, no. Yeah. But um, yeah, his movies were like guilty pleasure movies for me because I tried to be all sophisticated and when I studied film in high school, I was like, I don't like Adam Sandler movies, but I did. Yeah, yeah, but then something just happened along the way. Yeah, pretty much. Um, And the interesting thing about The Cobbler is it's not 
a shit Adam Sandler movie in the way that I would normally think about a shit Adam Sandler movie yeah, being. Yeah, true. Like, there's none of the usual crew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, there's, there's the Super Shemmy. Yeah. But, like, that's it. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah. But I feel like Adam Sandler kind of did this thing where he typecast himself. Like, he obviously, he made a production company, Happy Madison, and, like, he had a brand, and he was like, yeah. these are my movies. I'm mm-hmm. the funny guy. I have all the same characters. Same, Well, not same characters. Same actors. Same kind of jokes. Like, full of stereotypes. And then, like, he put himself in that position and typecast himself. Yeah, and then sure. one day was like, I'm going to try and do a semi-serious movie yeah. when I'm in my mid-40s and I'm going to try and act and get people to, I mean, you know, feel things. Yeah, and boy, did it backfire. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, so I'll just, like, introduce this a little bit. We'll get into our typical, like, history of the film rundown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So The Cobbler came out in 2014. <laughs> So here's just some other movies that oh. came out that year for um, comparison. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gone Girl. Wow. Yeah. Classic. Um, the Lego Movie. Everyone. Also great. Interstellar. Mm-hmm. Boyhood. Oh. Whiplash. Great. Oh, yeah. um, it's a good year. This is a, a pretty bomb good year. Grand Hotel. Birdman. Great. The first Guardians of the Galaxy came out, mm. which people went pretty like ape shit for. If you remember that, so many like well-respected movies like The Babadook. Sure. Um, 22 Jump Street, which I know my siblings are pretty are pretty good. <laughs> um, Big Hero 6, which I really liked. Yeah. It was one of the best Disney movies in a long time. Yeah. So The Cobbler was up against some pretty stiff competition, trying to break into a crowded marketplace. Yeah. In 2014. <laughs> um, it was directed by this guy called Tom McCarthy, best known for, and just prepare yourself for this, the Academy Award winning Best Picture Spotlight. What? Really? Fun fact, I also wrote down that he um, directed some episodes of The Wire as well. Yeah, he's directed, like, all That's this such an outline. That, um, he's directed a couple of episodes of 13 Reasons Why. Yeah. Oh. Um, the Station Agent, which is this movie starring Peter Dinklage, which is, like, really, Whoa. like, acclaimed and stuff. Wasn't he also involved in Up? Maybe. I'm pretty sure it's the same yeah. man. Yeah. He's also Blimey. got 40 acting credits. On IMDb. Wow. So he's a hardworking man. Yeah. yeah. He just made um, a mistake. So what sure. I assumed when I saw all of this, I was like, oh, like, so he was just in it for like a paycheck. Like Adam Sandler came to him with yeah. like right. this thing and was like, make this for me. I thought that would be fair enough. But no, he was also the main writer of this film. What? Adam Sandler wasn't involved at all. <laughs> this is maybe Tom McCarthy's passion project. Wow. <laughs> um, but as we, and as, we know, as we know on this show, um, writer slash director, that's a red yeah, flag. Big yeah, big red right flag. Away. Yeah. <laughs> as red as it's rating on Metacritic, <laughs> which is 23 out of 100. Um, and on IMDb, it has a 5.8 out of 10, which seems really generous. That Yeah, that's higher than I thought. I mean, it's lower than the original Bring It On. Sure. Which oh, is sure. Wow. what we're looking for here. So on the show, um, the original Bring It On has a 6.0 on IMDb, and we think that's, like, terrible. It should be much higher. Yeah, yeah, that's criminal. Um, so that, Indeed. It, yeah. That's what I normally say. <laughs> um, it is criminal. So it's lower than that benchmark, yeah. which is how we normally, like, work it out. But I guess but that's just, much higher than, it's much higher than it, deserves. it deserves. I think it probably has... Some some fans, you Sandler know. Sandler fans, yeah. I came out sure. in They're like, I have to like this <laughs> yeah. because, like, he's That's my man. Yeah. Sandman. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I found that really weird that they would come out for it because, like, it, like I said, it isn't a stereotypical Adam Sandler movie. Yeah, yeah. in so many ways. Yeah, like, I don't know. And then, like, Steve Buscemi's in it, that's it. Sure. Um, 
Dustin, Dustin Hoffman. Hoffman. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so does our old mate Matthew from Downton Abbey. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So I can't remember who he played, but I found it really amusing on the IMDb. There's a guy in it called Alan Lewis Rickman. So it's not oh. Alan Rickman. It's some poor oh, guy no. who had to add like yeah. his middle name to his SAG membership, oh. obviously, or something. <laughs> So I thought that was kind of funny. Wow. But, um, yeah, I guess we've got a... I'm still reeling that this was written by an Oscar-winning screenwriter. <laughs> a man that's directed an Oscar-winning best picture. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, um, so I guess it's time to tear this thing apart. I have I have one more fun fact yeah, before sure, we get into it. With it. Please. Um, so Sandler, as in Adam Sandler's surname, <laughs> sure. um, is actually derived from the Hebrew word sandlar, meaning sandal maker, i.e. Oh. shoemaker. Oh. Okay, yes. this is not real. But like, well, I googled it. Yeah. Like, according to <laughs> Wikipedia, which, you know, I could have written, but <laughs> apparently, like, it... it is, and he's Jewish, which, exactly. you know, is common knowledge. Oh, my knowledge. God, I'm sure. So, my mind. so wow. maybe, like, that's why they sought after him, because, like, he's the one. Like, shoemaker, I have wow. to like, make it happen. Hey, that's you know, intense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, yes, as I said, let's tear this thing apart. Yeah. We have a lot of things to talk about. Okay, so it opens um, in the past. Mm-hmm. 1903. 1903 or yeah. four. Yeah. Um, in New York. Um, saw the old mate walking down the cobblestones, and I was like, "Oh, cobblestones, cobbler." Yes, yeah. <laughs> nice. Like, I was mistaken. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when they all were gathering around the table, all of the like trades people. Yeah, yeah. Um, all the old Jewish men. Yeah, <laughs> I was worried this movie was going to try to have like a big message about like anti-Semitism or something, mm. and I was like, "Please no!" Like, <laughs> not that we shouldn't have stories about. Um, how damaging that is, but I was like, this is not no, these are not the time or place to, to tell this. it. Yeah, sure, <laughs> sure. unfortunately, it wasn't. So, um, this I guess is the myth of Adam Sandler that Max the character, maybe not the real Adam Sandler, but as we just found out, maybe for real. Yeah. <laughs> um, so maybe I should give a summary first. Um, basically, Adam Sandler is a cobbler, as mm-hmm. the title would suggest. All his family have been cobblers all the way back. It seems like, and his father has like disappeared a couple of years ago. Yes. We, yeah. the shop owner, we're not sure why. And one day Adam Sandler basically discovers that his, the machine he uses to fix shoes breaks. Mm-hmm. He goes downstairs, discovers his dad's old machine is down there. And basically it's magical. You fix a pair of shoes it's, on it. It's like that stereotypical thing in movies when you, like, discover something old that's been, like, passed down from generations and he, like, lifts the cover and dusts it off and yeah. it's, like, yeah. that moment that yeah. he has. Um, so, basically, it's magical. You fix a pair of shoes on it. If you put those shoes on, you can become the person who owns the shoes. Basically. Yeah. Basically, like, the entire premise of the movie is, like, the phrase, to walk in another man's shoes. Sure. Like, there's a yeah. line where, um, in, in 1903, where the guy says, you know, but to truly get to know someone, you must walk in their shoes. Okay, and it's good. like, foreshadowing! I'm glad, you <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up, because I think I missed some of the setup when I was writing, like, another note. Like, I just wasn't listening, listening and I was like, well, there's no, I'm not rewinding. Yes. <laughs> there's no way I'm going. It's really not worth it. That's the only important line because it just, you know, yeah. Yeah. sets so up the like, the whole film. That section is just there to um set up, you know, that there's this magical yeah. shoe machine. And he shows, yeah. the he shows his stitcher, son, the as they stitcher, call it. Stitcher. <laughs> 
I don't know why I wrote this, but um, original Cobbler Dad back in the flashback. <laughs> For some reason, I just wrote Cobbler Dad is a bit daddy. <laughs> <laughs> and he also looks was nothing like, like Dustin Hoffman. Yeah. No. Like, so it's, anyway. <laughs> Whatever. So... Maybe the, one of the only positive notes I will have. Um, thumbs up for jaunty accordion music. Yeah. Yes. And neon, plenty of it. Plenty of it. And neon signs on the front of the shop. I'm a real hoe for some neon, so yeah. I enjoyed that. Um, yeah, but then we cut to present day, Adam Sandler working in his shoe shop. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think he learnt how to cobble for this role? Oh, good question. I mean, I have no idea. All you see of him cobbling is just like there's a lot of cuts sti- away. There's a lot yeah. of cutaways, yeah. and <laughs> the only shot you actually see is hands with the shoe and the stitcher. Yeah. So like it could be anyone's hands. Yeah. True. But I had I had a note about cutaways in this actually because um you never once see him transforming into someone else. Like they yeah. cut away every single time. That's it's true. like you see a shot of him putting on the shoes and then it cuts back up to his face and he's someone else. Like not once did they go, okay, like let's spend the money on just one CGI yeah. effect, like one <laughs> transformation. They're like, no, every time you're going to get the same shot of the shoes yeah. and then the same like pan up to the face and then that's what they give. Yeah. Um, so it's this, it just takes a really long time like setting the scene of him and yeah. his sad life working in the shoe shop. Um, at one point he's like out on the street like – don't know what he was doing, like drinking some coffee or having a smoke or whatever. Yes. Um, we see Steve Buscemi, Jimmy, the yep. barber who works next door, um, and he sees this, you know, young, attractive couple on the street. Um, we're sort of supposed to think he's going to go after this, like, model mm. yeah. chick on the street, which brings me to one of the things that I don't like about Adam Sandler's in general. Yeah, sure. Which is, look, I'm not someone that believes in leagues of people i don't think that really exists where you're like that person's out of their league right (laughs) yeah that's not a thing but in adam sandler movies i do yeah (laughs) his love interests are always um and this woman doesn't end up being like the love interest but it's the same with the woman that ends up being the love interest yeah Yeah. they're always far younger than he is Uh and way too pretty yeah yeah for him so i just wanted to get that out of the way (laughs) (laughs) that i think of that you aren't wrong um yeah so steve buscemi's there he's too good for this oh yeah yeah that was my first note yeah steve buscemi is in this movie (laughs) i mean and he was in boardwalk empire by this point like winning awards i'm pretty sure this is (laughs) a tragic turn of events it's like a friend that you do like a favor that you do for a friend it's almost like he owed adam sandler something he's like look i'll play i'll play the weird barber next door if you really want me to like yeah Um, yeah, so then this lady turns up wanting to get his, you know, signature or whatever support for saving the stores because they're trying to gentrify the area. Yeah. So, Emily, I assume this plot would be right up (laughs) It does sound like my uh, go-to social dramas, but sadly... Falls a bit short. Yeah, it didn't really do it. We also learned that his mother has... Well, I presume his mother had Alzheimer's. Yeah. Her acting was pretty bad. So it I was so really bad. Tell. Yeah. Like every time there was a scene that was like trying to be emotional, oh. I was like, I want to be sad. Like I want to feel for you and this this serious acting that you're trying to convince me that you're doing, but I just can't because this is an, an Adam Sandler film mm. or movie, and you're not. I'm not buying it. Yeah. No. Um. In fact, giving her Alzheimer's is just. I thought really cheap. Plotting just to build sympathy, kind yes. of a cop out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, um, we 
Like, we already could be like, oh, like, it seems like this guy's life kind of sucks. Mm. Well, the entire movie, he has, like, this stank face where he's yeah. just like, <laughs> I'm sad and my skin is drooping and I am middle-aged. Like, he was just portraying this absolute sod of a human being face. Yeah, exactly. The entire movie until the very end smiles once. Yeah, because what I found interesting is it does that really standard uh, thing we get in a lot of bad movies, where there's that, uh, where's there's that casual exposition in just dialogue, and he's yeah. like, "Yeah, I really need to figure out my thing." Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I guess that's his character journey. Yeah. Do flag that up for me. Okay. Well, I would like to flag that again now, though, because I even like with them spelling it out, I don't mm. think it happened very. No. Successfully. It got like ages into this film. Oh. Emily is probably more directed at you, I guess. What was Adam Sandler's character's want? I know. In this film. Yeah, like, I have the same what question. Was it? Like we know a character has a want, like yeah. that's the thing they're going after in a film and an well, internal They have an internal want, but what they're really travelling towards is their need. Yeah, sure. Um and like I sort of know what his need is. Like he needs to learn to, you know want to be a cobbler and be happy with mm. what he has kind of I think that's what you know but at the beginning of the movie he kind of like implies that he doesn't want to do that and he goes on like even when he knows that his dad's gone and it's like his shop now he doesn't admit to it being his shop he's like oh no yeah, it's my dad's no. shop but like his dad's not around he obviously doesn't want to be a cobbler but then he goes through the entire movie and then like is still a cobbler mm. Yeah, so I get that, like, his character's need could have been that, like, he needs to learn to be happy with, with what he has yeah. and, like, respect this, you know, tradition he's keeping up and, like, being a cobbler. Yeah. yeah. But um, we should see him struggling against, like, wanting to do something else. Yeah. And yeah. he doesn't seem to want to do anything. No, I agree. Like, there's no clear external plot goal. And it's interesting because usually at this point in the podcast, I'm trying to bring you back to the plot, you know, for the listeners at home. But there is no plot. No. <laughs> no. To the inciting incident no. when the shoes happen and we realise he has this ability to walk in another man's shoes. But before that, there is literally nothing. No. <laughs> well, yeah, speaking of the inciting incident, which is the thing that happens in a movie that, like, sets the plot yeah, moving yeah. forward, there were, like, three things that happened that could have been the exciting incident. Mm. And, I mean, eventually I worked out it was the shoes. Like, he fixes yeah, the pair sure. of shoes eventually. But things kept happening. Like, um, she comes by to get the signatures. And I was yeah. like, oh, it's going to be a social justice story. Like, this is the inciting incident now. Yeah. He goes home to his mum and she's like, you need to find a girl and settle down. Yeah. But I was like, oh, is, is this it? Like, is yeah. this what the story's going to be about? Like, God. And it happens 18 minutes in. I know. Which is, it's, it's <laughs> a long time. time. <laughs> and, and the scene itself is pretty much like six minutes of him just trying on multiple pairs of shoes. Yeah. Yes. And like it's there's so many, long. there's only so many like surprise, I'm yeah. someone new that you can do, you know? Yeah. And that was my one like positive for this film was they do set up the rules of the world. So he tries on the shoes, realizes they have magical powers, but then he tries on another pair of shoes and it doesn't work. So it's like, there are limitations no, to his power. The, the whole reason, oh, I'm sure you know this, That's I don't because, know if I'm spelling it out yeah, for you. It's because they have to be um, stitched on stitched the, the old Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, they, that <laughs> was quite clear, I guess, when you watched it. Which was it. nice. So, yeah. Points for that. that. But um, that was so clear and that montage went for so long mm. that I was like, well, was all that exposition at the beginning, the flashback scene, was that really necessary? Then? No. Like, no. Not at all. No, I agree. Oh. And... Yeah, it was at that point, once the magic stuff turned up, that I was like, 
well, who is this movie for? Yes, as we said, yeah. clearly not Adam Sandler fans because it's not funny. funny. It's not all like ha ha. There's one slapstick thing. way. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, well, no. As I quickly learned, it's not like a fantasy story for kids. No. At all. No. <laughs> no. Um, because it was slow and boring up until that point, and then a lot of questionable stuff happened later. Yeah. I was like, okay, so it's really not. <laughs> <laughs> not for, for children. children. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Wow. Um. So transphobic jokes start in the oh, montage scene. Yes, no, they that's do. So fun. Huh. I actually wrote one down too about how like there was this one couplet sentence or something, which is actually later in the film, where um one of the bad guys, for lack of a better word, mm-hmm. um calls him a she-man and yeah. then when he realizes that it's Adam Sandler, says shoe-man, because that's what he calls him throughout yeah, the film. So he makes the comparison between she-man and shoe-man. And yeah. I wrote that down and I was just, why do you, we need to do that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So yeah, that's supposed to be like a but even like him turning into the trans woman is supposed to be like a joke in like the montage. Yeah, show. yeah. It's like right because uh, he tries on a pair. Of, tries on a pair of like red platform red stilettos. platform stilettos, which is also such a stereotype in itself. Yeah, in like of itself, they could have been any feminine shoes. Yeah, sure. No, and like, then turned into someone that like maybe doesn't you know pass. Yeah, very well, exactly. And that's funny. Apparently, mm. like. That's the thing, too, is, like, when you're trying to kind of portray, like, a serious plot line and then you throw things in like that, like, it doesn't land because the no. rest of the mm. genre is so, sure. like, mismatched. Yeah, it's yeah. really weird. So we then meet um Danny Donald, the newsman. Sean yeah. Loves comes into the shop. And <laughs> I just noted that because you can't trust anyone with two first names. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why I have two last names. <laughs> True. Just, just, um, yeah, so then he goes on... For way too long, like, even after the initial montage in the store, we get him, like, trying this out, like, going out into the world with yeah. shoes on as different people. Spying on Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, my God. When he becomes the Asian man and he gets the accent. Yes! Oh, I no totally heard about that. No so offensive. He's there yelling in a public basketball, like, in a really insensitive accent, like, yeah. I have an accent, I have an accent. Oh, I'm not going to, oh. you know, put on the accent, but it's just... I wrote down, like, all of the creepy interactions that he had. Like, he spies <laughs> on the girl from the society. Oh, I'm going like, to get to them later. I think the girl in the like, shower. So many things I want to the, talk about. Yeah, yeah. But I was just amazed that even though this is not, this is, like, an atypical serious film for Adam Sandler, he somehow still manages to be so lazy. Yeah. <laughs> He doesn't have to play like other people are playing his part for him seventy percent of the time. Yeah, <laughs> like other actors are doing his job for him because he's dressed as different. Ooh. There goes the pop. <laughs> um, because he's dressed as well different. They just all wear the same scarf. Different yeah. people. Yeah, like, and I'm so mad about the scarf. Like yes. I wrote like a very extensive note about okay, this because hit me with it. like it. it <laughs> Where's this like tacky red scarf, which is like holding the hands of the audience being like, this is Adam Sandler in someone else's body. Like, have we not gotten to a point where we have like enough cinematic techniques to be like, if this is the character that's the focal point of the scene, it's clear that it's, you know, Adam Sandler in someone else's body. Also, it doesn't make any, uh, him having the same clothes on doesn't make any goddamn sense because... It's established that the shoes have to be, like, his size for him to put them on in the first place. Yeah. 
But then, as established in the racist Asian men accent scene, he becomes the person completely, like, including their size and having their voice and stuff. So why did his clothes change size yeah, to fit exactly. him no matter what body he's in? And, sure. like, when he gets involved in all the, all the other sketchy stuff later, which I'm sure we'll talk about, yeah. like, do you think that if that much was at stake, you wouldn't recognise that red scarf and grey coat? Yes. Like, people even comment on it, like, oh, a new coat? Like, you wouldn't remember that? Yeah. Like, it's just, it's such a thing that just gets ignored, even though it just drives me absolutely mental. Oh, okay. Um. Yeah, but so much of it is just so questionable. Like, why does he wait until he's a black person to rob someone? Exactly. Yes. Why he got to be black? Yeah. Like, uh, uh, yeah, it's. But and then, like, we find out later that the racist Chinese accent scene was just to set up basically um the scene where he becomes Dan Stevens from from Downton Abbey. Sure. Because then he has that accent and he can, like, pass as him. That's the yeah. whole reason we have to go through yeah. all this, like, racist bullshit. Is to know the voice changes too. Yeah. 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 <sighs> um, I mean, let's just jump ahead to that. So he becomes Dan Stevens from Down. Well, there is literally nothing in between There's that. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's nothing it's important just happens. Nothing important. No. It's just him being, pretending to be a whole bunch there of There is no people. plot. Um, so he goes to this bar as Dan Stevens. You know, an attractive, an attractive British, like, attractive like British man. You know, a draw for people. I guess. <laughs> and you know, this girl comes up to him that's a fan of him. We find out he's like a famous DJ or whatever. Yeah. And then he's gonna go home with this girl that's a fan of Dan, Dan Stevens, Stevens, the DJ. <laughs> um, what he was going to do by sleeping with someone while pretending to be someone else is rape. Sure. Yeah. Like that. Wow. Yeah. That pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. I re- I was watching. Yeah. I was like, wait. Tom Fullery yeah. rape, yeah. yeah, 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 and I was like, "Wow, that's messed." Like, but just so we're clear, had it happened, that would have been a rape. So it's just an attempted rape, so we can yeah. go on our merry way. <laughs> but then he goes back to the apartment yeah. where Dan Stevens' character lives with his girlfriend. What he was gonna do there? Yeah, was also a rape. So, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That that seems like kind of amusing to me. Like it's not at all funny, but he like runs into the real Dan Stevens in the street and then yeah. figures out where his apartment is where, and goes upstairs. Yeah, and it's just like I forgot my keys. Yeah, and they let him in. Walks in on the girlfriend in the shower and then she like invites him over to get a little frisky. And it's the fact that he realizes that he can't bang her with his shoes on, so he leaves. Yeah, yeah. and he doesn't try to explain it in any no. way. No, he just leaves. He just no. like gets to his shoes and goes, "Oh, that's right. Like this would be rape." And then yeah. Yeah, he doesn't have a moral change of heart. It's no. literally, I cannot take my shoes off. Yeah. No, that's what I'm That's what I'm saying. He definitely would have gone through with these yeah. rapes in both situations. <laughs> if he didn't get caught. If he didn't, or, get, if he didn't no. get, um, well, if she wasn't like, oh, you're not as cool as I thought you were because you live with your mum in the first instance. Yeah. And if he was able to take the shoes off in the <laughs> second instance. Like, that was the bit where I started to get, like, really mad. I was like, okay, Shocked. like... But we're still supposed to, like, want him to succeed yeah. as, like, a protagonist. I think, like... Two attempted breaks within five minutes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that little, like, not really a montage, but just, like, maybe four small pointless scenes of him, like, getting up to no good in different people's shoes. Yeah. Just, like, really little snippets of stupid decisions mm-hmm. is, like, drawing me further and further away from, like, wanting oh, to back yeah, I, as a character. I hate yeah. <laughs> 
then again, what is the plot goal? I don't know. <laughs> there, there isn't one at this point. Just He's just having fun in some shoes. Endlessly. Yeah. yeah. Um, he turns into a kid. To yes. stalk the woman he's interested yeah. in, the yeah. woman with the sneakers, which is creepy. That's maybe the creepiest thing he does. Like, mm-hmm. pretends to be a kid to go yeah. spy on someone. Uh, this is the social justice lady uh, collecting signatures to save the estate, right? Yeah, yeah, that one. He goes and stands outside her office and, and like, just waves at her, her through the window. Like, as a kid. And she's, the love interest. You can see the look on her face. She's like, "This is kind of weird." Yeah, but I guess I'll wave back at this kid. Like, that's that's weird too. Yeah, so then I guess um, the next thing that happens is he finds a pair of his dad's mm. shoes in the shop. Yeah. We should probably talk about that. I wrote, his dad was Dustin Hoffman. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> at, th- at this point, there wasn't much going on. Yeah. I was just like, oh, okay, cool. Um, it's, it gets pretty sad when, like, that's sad. the kind of the, notes that you're yeah. taking. Like, is that... <laughs> um, but the thing he decides to do with... These shoes of his dad's is also pretty messed up. If you think about it, made it more me than feel really, yeah, like wildly uncomfortable. So he puts his dad's shoes on and uses being in his dad's body to like come back and spend the night with his mother, mother. with Alzheimer's, who obviously he and the mother were left by his father like several yeah. years ago. Yeah, but she, like, doesn't really remember him leaving. Like, Because no. there's a there's a reference about pears. Like, I think the mother likes pears. Yeah. And um, so he brings her pears, but she it's like he never left kind of thing to her. No, mm. it's Which so just... messed up. Like, forget what immediate enjoyment she's going to get out of, like, seeing him this one time. The next day he's just going to be gone yeah. again. Like, well, the... Out of the long, it's so cruel. Like, mm, yeah, he didn't think about anything that was going to happen in the long run. Yeah, no, really. because what ha- what happens well, is what happens next. She is dies the she next morning. Dies in her sleep. Yeah. that night, which is like, another cheap cop out. Totally yes. to get out of having to deal with any real consequences. Yeah, exactly. What he just did. So not only was it like, oh no, like the last thing that she needed before, you know, yeah. passing on was seeing him for one last time. Like, yeah. not. Already, that is such a huge cliche, but also just we'll dodge that bullet of having to explain. Yeah, no, they don't have to know. deal with it at all. It's like lazy, cheap, emotional blackmail. Yeah, like, <laughs> like yeah. totally. Oh. And the first time I watched this movie too, during the scene where they're dancing together and he's the dad and they're with the mum, I was just so wildly uncomfortable. So like, uncomfortable. Waiting for them to kiss. Yeah. And, and yeah. you know, obviously, I watched it again, unfortunately, but <laughs> the, I was just so uncomfortable the first time like yeah. please don't kiss your mother please don't kiss your mother yeah but it's okay it didn't happen they yeah. danced in eight pairs <laughs> not um, a metaphor and like i checked the time code <laughs> <laughs> i think we've got an episode title sorry <laughs> and i checked the time code and this is approximately it's a, just a bit shy but it's approximately the midpoint so again i would like to flag up up to this point what was the plot goal I mean, nothing. There isn't one because, because, like I said before, Adam Sandler's character doesn't have a want. Like, no. he's not working towards anything. Sure, yeah. So we're just wandering around aimlessly. <laughs> um, then his mum dies. Uplifting is stuff. Is it is, point? it's approximately the midpoint, and that's where his character changes-ish. It changes-ish, but, like, <laughs> the midpoint is more supposed to, like, change the plot. The plot, one Because there yeah. isn't a plot. Sure. <laughs> um, change so, what? Sorry, what's a plot? Uh, I... This oh, movie well, hasn't... you wouldn't know. No. 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 <laughs> this is the only movie you've ever seen. You know. <laughs> um, yeah, 
yeah, so then the next scene, he goes back to work. Um, my initial suspicion, suspicions that um, Method Man's character would turn out to be a racist stereotype are uh, proved correct. Yeah, totally He's, right. He's um, a complete thug. Yeah. Like, so no, Ludlow. His I, character name is Ludlow. Uh, is well, it? Was that ever yes. mentioned? In the uh, once, and I wrote it down. I thought so it was Leo. Out. His second name is Ludlow. Oh, got, uh, it, got <laughs> it, got it, um, I wrote down something about, like, him bragging about how much his watches are worth and, like, oh, I've got a whole bunch of watches yeah, back home it, that are, like, more, worth more than this joint. And then he charges him $4 for the shoe repair and he's like, $4? And gets all mad about $4. And yeah. Like, yeah just... in, that, in that first scene, I was like, oh, this might also be racist. Then when he came back, I was like, oh, this is definitely, definitely racist. racist. <laughs> yeah. We're going to turn you into, like... Uh, a thug that's into killing people and money and <laughs> yeah. yeah. So then he probably so drugs. then Adam Sandler then like owes him money somehow. What's he getting money for? He's getting money for his mother's tombstone, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So he's like, oh, this guy has a lot of has, money. Yeah. Yeah. I can like rob him. Yeah. Correct. Pretty yeah. much. Not that he owes him money. That's what happens, no. right? Okay. Cool. Just checking. <laughs> but, like, once again, you can't just introduce a plot and introduce stakes halfway through the film. No, exactly. Well, pretty much, like, the, the only thing that gives him a motive at this point is that, like, a side comment that someone made at the mother's funeral, yes. like, you should get her a nice tombstone, like, she deserves it. So then he's like, okay, well, I need money for a tombstone. Mm-hmm. Guess I'll so, rob this guy. Guess I'll rob a watches. customer who yeah. I can yes. turn into because I have his shoes. <laughs> like, the natural conclusion. Yeah, you know. <laughs> oh, common sense. Yeah. Um, but then so he goes to this guy's house looking mm-hmm. like him. He runs into the guy's girlfriend who, like, he's been beating because he's cause, black. You know, yeah. Completely apparently. brushed over as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's never dealt with. No. Nope. Um, so he, you know, starts trying to steal all this stuff. Um gets confronted the guy comes home basically yeah um and then it turns into like a gangster film for a while yes (laughs) yeah it was at this point that i wrote down what genre even is this movie (laughs) i well i wrote um what is this plot this is not the way i saw this going and that (laughs) is not a compliment no (laughs) Um, how does this gangster not subplot but actual plot Mm -hmm help teach him to want to carry on the family business as a cobbler because I thought that's what the goal the need, yeah the need, like that's sure. the need that we're working towards yeah weird <laughs> like because he gets driven to this place he's gonna have to take this guy out that owes the gang basically as um Leo or whatever his name is they're expecting him to kill this guy. yeah 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 so and then I guess we're supposed to forgive. Max for like all the dodgy shit he's done because he can't kill this guy. Yes. We're supposed to be like, oh, he's a good person after all though. Yeah. But also once he gets involved in like all of this gangster shit too, it's like you have to start loving him again because he's trying to do right. Like he's trying to, he's trying to take out the bad guys, but it's like, um, it's like, kind of taking a leaf out of Dexter's book and be like, oh, yeah. it's okay that you're yeah. a murderer because you're only killing murderers. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like, oh, it's okay that you're doing all this bad stuff because he was a bad guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, he gets back to the shop 
later after all this shit's gone down and um he gets back to the shop and all his shoes and stuff are back there and he's like what is going on and I was like honestly same yeah <laughs> yeah I still have no idea how the stuff got back there no. so he 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 tases the real Leo um yeah. and you know take takes like fifty thousand dollars and money he the classic has. blue bag that's with him at when he's any character, yeah. along with the scarf. <laughs> and then he gets back there and it's magically there. Like I guess it's kind of implied that the two accomplices of the original Leo like put it there. But I guess so. But I still genuinely don't know if that checks out and No, and like they never try to explain it because the writing in this movie is lazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They never touch on it again. So I think right after that is when he gets confronted by um, Jimmy, played by Steve Buscemi. Yeah. And I wrote, um, Jimmy's the hero we all need. He doesn't deserve this shit. Little did I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, where this was going to go. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, but we'll get to that later, I guess. Yeah. But it's basically like he's just told like, oh, your dad was also acting like weird like this before he left. And I guess we're supposed to have like a moment of wondering like, oh, is he just going to like – throw the cobbling shop away and, like, turn to a life of crime. Yeah. He's got a taste for it or whatever. Uh, Well, because before that, we've missed the sequence uh, with the stiletto heel, which is arguably the most memorable sequence in the whole film. That's true. Which one is that? It's when he kills Leo with the shoe. No, but judging on my notes, I thought that happened after. Uh, Before. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, that's, do you want to cycle back why, to That's why yeah. the shoes are back, right? Yeah, it's because, yeah. like, he thinks he left the stuff oh, and did the murder. This is the, icon- this is the one yeah. scene that I think is actually funny. Right. So yeah. after he kills Leo, it, you know, getting involved in, like, all of this shit, he goes and dobs himself into the police. Yeah. Like, he goes to the cops and he's like, I'd like to report a murder. Yeah. And, and he says that he did it. We're supposed to be like, oh, see, like, he's actually a good person. Yeah, exactly. And then they take him, like, he explains fully to the police, like, I can turn into people and I killed this guy. And yeah. he takes the cops, like, to the apartment yeah. to show him the dead yeah. body and the dead body's the not dead there. Body's not there. The shoes yeah. are So then gone. he's just running around saying, like, I'm not crazy, like, the guns are gone, my taser's gone, the yeah. 50 thousand dollars is gone and it's just the cops being like you're a nutter we yeah. don't believe anything that you're saying and it's yeah. just adam yeah, sandler like, pacing around the room yes. like ranting about but all somehow, this like shit. still nothing happens like no there's no repercussions from the police no. no well they don't believe any of it anyway yeah. because this movie is like a strange hybrid fantasy comedy oh, yeah. serious something so just to contextualize for the lack of plot so He's previously tied up Ludlow, this gangster, and he's somehow got free, and they end up in an altercation, right? Yeah. At which point he's assuming the form of the Lady Marsha, the yeah. transgender lady, and he accidentally kills him with a stiletto heel. Yeah, well, it's almost As like, you a, do. It's like a tag team attack in the house of him in, like, several forms. Sure. Yeah. Like, he keeps switching shoes. Which was like, an entertaining sequence. To, like, confuse him, I guess. Sure. Yeah. He was the kid, and then he switched to Marsha, and then when the two, when Leo's two accomplices arrived at the door, he switched into Leo's body and then went with them. Yeah. That's how he gets out of the situation. Yeah, pretty much. Um, But yeah, like, what happened to the body in the shoes is not, is never explained. No, no, no. Like, you assume the accomplices, like, dropped it. But why would they also? Why would they? Yeah. Also, That's a valid question. Huge tonal shift. He's just killed a man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's did you, true. But did you expect anything 
more. Right, true. <laughs> true. Ugh. I I actually um like I heard this film mentioned on a podcast that I've listened to before where um they were just going through and like describing the plot of a movie in like one sentence <laughs> and they described this as man makes shoes Man kills a guy, goes back to making shoes. Like, that's pretty <laughs> yeah, much the entire basically thing. It. Yeah. We have a plot, finally. Yeah. <laughs> Hurrah! So I guess, like, after he finds out, like, through his gangster escapades, that, like, um, the gentrification bit, like, um, the woman trying to stop this old guy getting kicked out of his apartment for developers is, like, actually, like, a big deal, guys. Yeah. Maybe he should be doing something about <laughs> it. So he then goes to her with the information he now has after, like, pretending to be Leo, and they concoct this scheme, <laughs> if you will, yeah, to um trick the, as you said before, bad guys. <laughs> yeah. Um. And look, for anyone confused at home, I've seen the film now, I've read the Wikipedia plot, and I still don't understand what's happening We're here. still confused. Yeah. <laughs> like... I, I don't know whether to call it a heist. It's probably not the right word at all, but something to do with a building that yeah. an old man is refusing to right. vacate and people with lots of money want to buy it. Yeah. Um, and Adam Sandler... She's kind of a gangster as well. She's kind, kind of, of a gangster. Like a gangster property developer. Yeah. yeah. With, with weird power over these other gangsters. Yeah. I don't know. I'm still genuinely confused. I'm still confused. Oh, no idea what happened there. <laughs> I mean, the scheme is basically like um, Adam Sandler pretends to be this old man so they can act like the old man is leaving his apartment, yeah. getting on a bus to move somewhere else, but actually the old man's still in his apartment. And they but get I, them to, like, double the amount of money that they originally had. Uh, but, yeah, but I don't get how that, like means the guy gets to stay in the apartment either. Yeah. Like, well, well, no, they, the reason he got to stay in the apartment was because... They paid yes, them off. They paid them well, out, but then they had the, the news reporter, yeah, Danny Donald. Yeah, you have um, Danny Donald, ex-marketer. Yes. <laughs> How did he get involved, though? Like, did he... Like, it is the actual Danny Donald. Like, he didn't just keep the shoes and then pretend to be Danny yes. Donald. No, well, I think Adam Sandler um, clued him in on it. Yes, yeah. and if I may, in one nice moment of screenwriting, he does give Adam Sandler his card yeah. in the very early Yeah, yeah that's true. But I, was he just like, oh, your mum's such a big fan of my show, I guess I'll sure. well, help you out. I mean, maybe it is a scoop, I guess, <laughs> but... But he's on morning television. What else yeah. has he got to do? Please the oldies. Exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. the goal, right? <laughs> yeah. But um, this in, during this part of the movie with all of this gangster property bribery illegal <laughs> stuff happening, I genuinely had a moment where I was like, I can't tell whether this is just building up to something and it's all going to make sense. Because, you know, when you're watching films sometimes and it gets complicated and you think, oh, okay, it'll all pan out, like this, this is all like building suspense. It was like building suspense to something that never happened. Like, sure. The climax. Yeah, exactly. Like, what was the climax? That's right. Because I couldn't yeah. tell you. Like, I think that was, like, the climax. That was it. I, yeah. I was watching it thinking, I know I'm not meant to know really what's happening, but then I'll figure it out. I'm talking about, like, the first time I watched it. Yeah. But I didn't. It was like, I didn't ever have a moment where I was like, oh, yeah, I'm with you. I was just never with you. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. And then he gets... um when he's in the car, but basically after getting, like, kidnapped yeah. by the two remaining, like, Leo gangster friends. 
Um, and then they crash the car. Yeah. And you're like, oh, oh. my god, he's gonna die. Which is or just another cop out as well. No, exactly. That's exactly what yeah. it's just another like lazy attempt to raise the stakes, but then immediately it turns out so that they, that doesn't really matter. Like nothing happens. Let's um let's put you in a car crash, literally make you black out, yeah. and then just put you back in exactly where we want you so that we can have a resolution. Yeah. Yes. Hundred percent. Like wake up in the place where we want to wrap <laughs> everything up. Yeah. Like, so. Okay, so now we've got to address the big twist. Yeah, oh, shocker. The big twist. So it turns out um, Jimmy, the barber next door, was his dad, Dustin Hoffman, all along. Walking in another person's shoes. (laughs) Huzzah. (laughs) Um, And I was just, they then had to, like, double back and explain it later so this worked. But I was... So confused. So I was like, wait. So every conversation the two of them had in the movie implied that their relationship went way back to when his father was working in the shop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was like, so how could Jimmy, how did Jimmy exist before then? And then that explained that like Jimmy was real and now he's living in yeah. like, yeah. Barber. So I'm like, so real whatever, one. but Jimmy probably was the barber. Jimmy was the barber yeah, his whole yeah. life. So that like checked out originally, but I wrote sure. a note very angrily when it first got revealed and I was like, oh, excuse me. <laughs> yeah. Um, it seems like Jimmy had a relationship with him when he was a kid. So what is this? But no, it's fine. That reveal was also the only point that I genuinely laughed in this whole film. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, <laughs> it is cheesy oh my days wow like you can you can feel it happening too yeah because you figure it out before they reveal it and then it's like you see him in the mirror once again (laughs) cut away but but you know it's like oh yeah okay he was the dad and and there's like they drop little nuggets along the way i mean yeah like jimmy's the one that sends the pears the pears in the first time yeah and yeah did you give mum the pears i now need to address um the under the shops they apparently have like a secret superhero headquarters yes (laughs) yes. under the stores like a shrine for all of the customers before (laughs) all the like shoes from before it literally looks like something from the dark knight Um, it does it does yeah but it also kind of looks like something from click Yes. yes Yeah, it's well. I mean, they even have a back car. Yeah, and an Alfred. They do. (laughs) Oh, it's crazy down there. Um. So yeah, just explain what that is for people. Yeah. So they go like I think I basically did. Like they go down under his dad's. Like oh, I've got to show you something cool. And they go down. Um, like under their stores is this. You know, like brightly lit room yeah just shelves of shoes the shoe vault the shoe vault like the their collection of um shoes that have been fixed with the um stitcher so you can use them to meet other people um they have their special like fancy cobbler car yes that apparently beats the subway (laughs) new york traffic there's no way that um and a picture yeah, of Grandpappy Cobbler. Like all the cobblers yeah. that have come before. Grandpappy Cobbler. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's uh, wow, it's just stupid. Like, it's yeah. just a stupid ending to the film. Yeah, yeah. it's terrible. How and this all happens within like the last the four last minutes. The last four minutes. So he yeah. wakes up from this car crash after he's just solved this weird mastermind crime and he wakes up <laughs> with Jimmy, finds out Jimmy was his dad all this time, and sees the yeah. shoe shrine and then drives off in the cobbler car. It's 
crazy. Um, but I guess we've got the Tradesman extended universe to look forward yeah, to. So yeah. And on at Netflix. You know, watch out for the dry cleaners because <laughs> apparently they're up to the same shit. So there we go. was waiting for a sequel, but oh. it's been two years and it's never happened. So you never know. One can dream. Um, it also contains my favourite line of the whole film, where Dustin Hoffman says to his son, you are a guardian of souls, Max. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> Give him the Oscar now. That's nice little pun there. We love a good pun. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's basically all I've got uh. to say about that. A film that made me enraged yes. watching it. So yeah. enraged. Yeah. <laughs> so, being enraged, that means it's time for me to deliver the verdict. <laughs> Is this the worst film I've ever seen? Asterisk as a part of this podcast. Because <laughs> I've seen some pretty terrible movies. Oh, yeah. yes, the bar is high. Yeah. I always say, though, that in order to like understand what it is that you do actually like, like you have to watch some bad things. Oh, for sure. And it's the same about theatre. I actually get like really excited when I, when I go and see a bad show because yeah. then when I see something really good, I'm like, that's what I like. Yeah. I, I mean, it's kind of the same with films. Yeah. But this doesn't deserve to be called a film. Like, it is a movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. But... You know. So our reigning champion. Yeah. Um, so our reigning champion is, I don't know if you've seen it, The Kissing Booth. Oh, I have, actually. It's held on for a number of weeks now. Yeah. Oh, yes. Um, but I have good news. Please. <laughs> this is the worst movie. Oh, yeah. amazing. Yeah. Hands down. Yeah. Hands down. <laughs> um, so Steph's held on for like, oh, I think like three weeks now. Yeah. But you yeah. managed to... You hey, actually no. were the person to, that told me to watch The Kissing Booth. Well, yeah. sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Um, better than this movie, so... <laughs> there we go. As just established. <laughs> um, so we've only got a few things left to do. We discussed this briefly before, like other ones other people have picked. But um, now we need from you, what's a good movie we can watch? Um, I think you can't go past The Parent Trap. Great. Who uh, doesn't fantasize about having a twin on the other side of the world and you meet at camp? All and, of us. You know. Um, Still blows my mind. Lindsay Lohan is not English. Yeah, well, smashing yeah. it. She fooled you. She really <laughs> did. She fooled us all. Yeah. I, I was. I could not believe as a kid that she was one person. Mm-hmm. Oh, neither. I was totally convinced that it was a it's conspiracy a theory. That's where the 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 dark hole of conspiracy theories yeah. all began for me. And you know. And a heck of a lot funnier than this film. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, they had some CGI. Which yes. <laughs> and how, bloody, how many bloody years ago was that movie filmed? Sure. Um, they, didn't sh- they didn't cut away from everything. Exactly. <laughs> and they had more reason to cut away. Yes. Emily, do you have a movie perhaps you Ooh. want to bring up as... A good movie, a good movie that's out in cinemas right now that people might want to go see that we saw the other night. Oh, of course. So actually, now that we're all here and we're all graduates or current students of the VCA, a very talented gentleman from our course, Jason Ooh. Raftopoulos, just released his first feature film, West of Sunshine. It's in cinemas now. Go see it, guys. Actually, I definitely saw a poster for that recently. Yeah, we yeah. were thoroughly yeah. impressed and, yeah, very proud. Um, we went to see it Tuesday, last, last Wednesday, because Wednesday. Um, you'd just come back yeah. from the holidays. Um, yeah, and we were we were very impressed. So yeah. impressed. Um, so it's out, I think, in every state in Australia. It sure is. I mean, it, like, it's not a huge release, but you should be able to find it yeah. if you're in any of the 
capital cities. So go check it out. Do you go know, support we'll, Aussie go film. Go support Australian film. Films without magic shoes, you yeah. know. <laughs> just a nice, uh, just a, you know, father and son. Exactly. Small budget, but big heart. Exactly. Story. Um, it's been at MIF. Got really great reviews. Yeah. Smashed it at the Venice Film Festival last year. And can definitively say that it has a plot, so go see the film, guys. <laughs> Thank um, you. Much better pacing, cause and effect, <laughs> yeah. all the things you'd need exactly. <laughs> out of a film. Um, so the last thing we have to do is mm-hmm. my favourite part. I will pull up the Spotify playlist. Check it out on Spotify. Just search the worst thing I've ever seen. You'll find it. Taylor Moore or the worst thing I've ever seen. You'll probably find it. Um, We need to choose songs to put on there. So I'll choose one and you'll choose one. (laughs) Okay. Um, Would you want me to go first then? Yeah. These boots are made for walking, but 100% the Jessica Simpson version. (laughs) Purely because she says... Because this is your your wife, so she says yee <laughs> That is pretty yeah, good. Wow. Yeah. Okay, um, I'm going to have to say... I'll allow it. Because it's topical, something from the Kinky it. Boots soundtrack. Sure. Because actually all of the songs in that are good. And a stage yeah. production, I love exactly. it. Exactly. Keeping it relevant to Keeping me and the show. And, um, like, it's the whole... Okay, that is how you make, make a story about making yes. shoes. I sure. mean, the movie... Kinky Boots is okay, but they turned that into a pretty damn good musical. Damn, and yeah. it is it has a plot. It is about making shoes. Yeah. And it does not involve pickles <laughs> metaphorically refilling your health bar. And I think that that's like all I'm asking right exactly. now. That is the bar. Um, yeah. Okay, do you have a particular song from Kinky Boots that you want to put on there? Or... Sex is in the heel is a banger. I mean, and shoe-related word in the yeah, title, so yeah. let's do it. I'm, I'm already right on board. Great. <laughs> right. Okay. Listen. Well, this has been a great episode. Rainy New champion. Yeah. Let's see how long Which we can is last. <laughs> um, well, yeah. I've been hawking the concept of your podcast to many potential people. Oh, so I'm glad. I'll send them your way. Um, <laughs> please send They're people our excited. way. Um, you can find us on SoundCloud, Worst Thing Pod. You can find us um, on iTunes, so please go on to our iTunes rate and review. Yes. Yeah. We need reviews. We want to be able to see our analytics. We do. And they won't <laughs> let us look at them until we have a certain amount of ratings. <laughs> so. Especially because my dad is our most loyal listener. Hi, Dad. Thank you very much. <laughs> What's your dad's name? Uh, his name is Bill. Shout out Shout to out Bill. To Bill. Shout, Shout out to Bill. Shout out to Bill. Shout out. Listening at home in Adelaide. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Um, and Emily, where else can people find us? Uh, well, we're not that technological, but we have worked out how to make a Twitter. So look us up at at W-T-I-E-S pod or on Gmail, worst thing pod at gmail.com that's the yes. one <laughs> um please send all your hate mail and corrections yes. to that email um before we go blaze <laughs> do you have uh anything you want to plug like mm-hmm. places on the internet people can find you any shows you're working on soon that you would like people to come see um i don't feel the need to plug anything because i'm kind of boring on social media but i am working on a production of into the woods which, great which is opening um at bca in september Awesome. Um, tickets are on sale now, actually, um, okay. on Eventbrite, which is riveting. Yeah. Um, so if you're in Melbourne, get on Eventbrite. Yeah. And you're seeing the PCA production of Into the Woods. Yeah, no, it'll be fun. Um, yeah. 
That's awesome. Oh, lovely. Okay. Well, thank you for joining Thanks us for and for giving no us a new, um, thank you. A new heavyweight but champion. No, not thank you. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Um, we still have plenty of wine in front of us, so I reckon we go get drunk, forget about the collar for a yeah. while. Yes, nice. definitely. Okay. So then-